Hey, this is Greg Sanders. Thanks for listening today. It's our hope that this message will help you connect to God, grow in His Word, and serve the kingdom in a greater capacity. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Today, I want to, this message is going to be a little bit different. I hope that's okay. If it's not okay, you're already in the room anyway, so uh, sorry. Uh, Today's message is simply a prayer I'm praying, all right? It's not just a sermon I'm preaching, it's a prayer I'm praying. Today's sermon title is simply this, Build My Life. It's a prayer I hope you'll join me in praying. By the end of the message today, I hope you'll turn to the Lord in just a private moment of prayer and say, Lord, build my life too. Because here's something I hope you already know about me, and I hope, uh, hope this brings hope to your life regarding your pastor, and that is this, I am a work in progress. Are there any other works in progress today? Right? Listen, the opposite of a work in progress is a work in... Thank you. I wasn't going to say that about people, but you did. We, we're all works in progress. I'll, I'll never forget when I was in the first grade or so, uh, I went on my first field trip, our class. We went to a state park outside of our city, and we were just taking this na- nature hike around, the, around this pond. And we came to this oak tree, I believe it was an oak tree, that had fallen over the path. And uh, the, the park ranger told us to carefully step over it, that uh, they put a sign up, and it said this, dead tree at work. So we walked it. Every year, all through elementary school, junior high, and high school, I'd go back to that park. Then even as an adult, we'd ride four-wheelers near that park, which is illegal, so don't tell anybody I said that. But, but we, would, we, would go, uh, we would go through there, and we would see that they eventually built a bridge over this tree that said, dead tree at work. And the last time I went there was probably 15 or 20 years ago. The tree was almost, it, it was vanishing, and the bridge was still there. That is a picture of what life is like if you're not building. If you're not building, you're decaying. As someone said, if you're not progressing, you're probably in a backwards moment. But here's the thing. Progress takes pain. Building takes effort. Decay doesn't take any effort. Just ignore it. Right? For things to, to get worse... Just let them exist, and they'll decay. But building a life takes help, it takes power, it takes consistency, and it takes a plan. And for me personally, I want to build a better ministry. I want to build a better family. I want to build a better life. I want my life to have uh, foundations that other people can build upon someday. I want my life to speak something positive to those around me, which means I can't just do what comes natural. I have to do what God's Word says. I have to do what God empowers me to do. And so today, the prayer I'm praying over my own life, I'm praying, I hope you'll join me in today, is God, just build our lives. Build them into what you want them to be. Build them into what they can be. Build them into what they ought to be, not just what comes natural. Because, friends, I know there's a lot of people that, that, that they, just, they just, well, I'm just naturally this way. Well, what comes naturally is oftentimes deadly. What comes naturally is not always positive. And the effects of what comes naturally is definitely not the best thing to leave as a legacy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul describes this concept of God building our life. And he's talking about how God builds us as 
individuals, but also as God builds us as a church. And he says this, we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. And by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building upon it. But each should build with care, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that's already laid, which is Christ Jesus. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hair, straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light, and it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work, and will bring it to light. If what's been survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it's burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet it'll be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroy God's temple, then God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. And then I want to read one more verse to you just to kind of... Uh, firm up Paul's teaching. I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 4, and it says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen and precious in God's sight, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and offering uh, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I want to reword that, re read that one phrase. You, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Let me talk to every family, every, every individual in the room today. If you're a Christ follower, God is trying to build you into something more than you are. He says you're a living stone. God is trying to form you. He's trying to build you. He's working on you to become more than you are alone. So, Father, help us this morning as we look to this word and let it speak to us in a way that changes our heart and draws us closer to you. God, I just need your help this morning to speak what you want spoken. And all of us need your help to hear beyond just the words of a preacher, to hear the voice of the Spirit. And God, I pray you'll do that in our time together today. And everyone in the room said amen. amen. So we are God's building, together and individually. If you walk through Home Depot, which I know is some of you guys, that's like your Saturday morning ritual. I've seen you there. You walk through, you get the popcorn, and you look at stuff, right? You, you walk through, and you see two-by-fours. You see cinder blocks. You see, you know, tile. You see all this stuff that individually has value. But how do you know it has greater value once it's put together, right? The moment it's used in a building, in a, in a structure, it becomes infinitely more valuable than it is apart. You know, you, you, can, you can show someone several pieces of two-by-fours, and they might give you a price for the two-by-fours, which is going up every day, it seems like. But you take that same material and put it, and it's already assembled as a piece of furniture. They'll give you more for the assembled piece than it is by itself. And in the same way, church, you and I have been created specifically. You and I have great value individually. You and I have, gr you and I have great 
a purpose individually. But friends, your purpose, your value, and what you're created for is recognized exponentially when you say, God, you build my life. God, you place me where you want me. God, you use me however you want me to use. Some, some people, they live their whole life and they just feel like this random person, this random piece that's just wondering, where do I fit in? And it's because they've never prayed a prayer that says, God, why don't you use me for your kingdom instead of my kingdom? See, all of us are going to be used for building someone's kingdom. The question is, are we allowing our life to be spent to build God's kingdom or our kingdom? And by the way, there's a difference. Sometimes I get those confused. Sometimes I, I just, I, I get so busy trying to bring, to build Greg's kingdom instead of God's kingdom. And I just want to tell you, there's a difference between those two things for me. And there's a difference between those two things for all of us. So how can we make sure we're building his kingdom? How can we truly embrace this prayer that says, God, you build my life? The first way we embrace that prayer is we do what the word says first, is we have to build our lives with care. Verse 10 says, by the grace God's given me, I laid the foundation as a wise builder. Another translation says, as a careful builder. You know, if you're going to build a new building, the first thing you want to do is you want to have a plan in the beginning for what it's going to end up with at the end. There's several, there's several places in, in the U.S. that you can go on for vacation where people built things without a plan. And they're kind of interesting, and they're also kind of uh, mesmerizing, memorizing and how how much nonsense they make. If you want to Google something this afternoon, not while I'm preaching, you can Google the Winchester house out in California. It's a house that, that someone built without really a plan, and you're going to find stairways that go to blank walls. You're going to find doorways that go to the, you know, a two-story drop-off. You're going to find windows that if you pull the curtains back, they don't see outside. It's, 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 kinda, it's big, it's grand, it's impressive, it's just not useful. And that's sort of what our life will be like if we live our lives according to our plans instead of God's plans. Because let's be honest, what seems good to us changes a lot, doesn't it? The junkyard is filled with things that we just thought we had to have. And then today we don't want. Sometimes we pay people to take things out of our house that two years ago we paid people to bring into our house. Our plans change. Now, I don't know about you, but it kind of hurts my feelings when I see money that I sent out my door the first time to bring something in, go out my door the second time. to send. In other words, a lot of my plans are wasteful, but God's plans are never wasteful. He knows the beginning, and He knows the end, and He's asking us to build our lives with care. Well, Pastor, how can I build my life with care? Well, first you've got to build your life in response to God's grace. God, Paul says these words, we... We lay our foundation by the grace that God has given me. The first way we live our life in response to God's grace is we have to realize that all we have is a gift from God. If you're sitting next to a friend today, they're a gift from God. Turn to your friend and tell them, I told you I was God's gift to you. <laughs> Some of you have been thinking you were God's gift to mankind your whole life. You're right, but you're not the only one. All right, Paul says, I laid the foundation 
by grace. He said, I realize that everything God has put in my life is from him, so therefore I'm called to be a good steward of it. Grace reminds me that my family and my friends and my giftings, they're not because I've earned them. They're all gifts from God, so therefore I'm a steward of them, not just an owner of them. Second, we have to build with care by responding to his word. You know, the longer I walk with Jesus, the more he works on me. I remember when I first really started getting serious about living, with, living for the Lord, I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like God took a chainsaw to my life. I started to bring my chainsaw to church this morning and crank it up. I just didn't know if you could breathe when I was done. But you know, when I first started following Christ, I just felt like the Lord had just had like this, this Holy Spirit chainsaw in my life and just, just cutting off huge issues of my life, cutting off addictions, cutting off attitudes, even cutting off people who were dragging me the wrong way. But today, can I tell you, the grace of God is still working on me. Sometimes he doesn't have a chainsaw. Sometimes he has a sledgehammer to beat me back in line. Sometimes it's more like a belt sander, to zzz, you know, to, because certain things try to rise to the surface. I'm just saying that, that the word of God works on me today. And if we're going to ask the God, Lord, you build my life, then we have to live our lives understanding that, that all we have is a response to God's grace. And number two, the Word of God is always going to work on us. You know, sometimes, and I've been so guilty of shouting, you know, about how, how the truth will set you free. I'm thankful that God's truth can set any person free. But the reality is God's truth usually ticks us off and makes us mad long before it sets us free. Because truth requires us to change. Truth requires us to be more like Jesus and less like ourselves. The transformation isn't always pleasant, but it's always worth it. Then the last thing about responding to, to uh, the grace that God's put in us and building our lives is we have to build with care knowing that someone else is watching. 1 Timothy chapter 4, the word says, Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you'll save both yourself and your hearers. Paul said, I've laid a foundation as a careful, wise builder, and someone else is building upon it. Paul had this awareness that his life was affecting others. I want to ask you this very serious question. Are you aware that your life is affecting others? We live in a world, in a culture that has this attitude, this is my life, it's about me. If it is your life and it's all about you, that's a very lonely life. And you're just blind to the fact that he, you have more influence than you think you have. And there are people who are watching you. And we have to ask ourselves, what is the message of my life building in those that I love. We have, to be, we have to build carefully knowing that others are watching. Number two, we have to build our lives, according to Paul, we have to build our life with fireproof material. He says, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be seen for what it is. Now, this part of the story, or this part of the scripture is scary to me. I mean, honestly, when I read this story, my brain immediately goes through the, to the three little pigs. Which is not a biblical story, by the way. But that's where my brain goes, right? You know, the three little pigs. 
One built his house with straw. One built his house with sticks. Another built their house with... And then the wolf came, and he blew down the house made of straw, and he blew down the house made of sticks. And then the ones that had had the house built with sticks and straw, they ran into the pig that had the house made of bricks where it would be safe. And here's Paul. He says, he says, you can choose. Are you going to build your life out of, out of gold, out of silver, out of costly stones? Or are you going to build them out of hay, wood, or straw? And this is scary to me. And here's why it's scary to me. Is that God will let us build our lives on whatever we want to. Build your life how you want to. But understand, only the things that are built on God will last. He says you can build it how you want to, but understand the storms are going to come. Which is point number three. Build your life to withstand the storm. He says because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. The storms are going to come. You know, we don't always know when the storms of life come. The biggest storms of my life never came on my calendar or my schedule. You know, I've got this, uh, I've got this, this cell phone here, and I've got, I don't know how many apps I have on this thing, more than a dozen, I know that. But the one that I probably hit the most is the weather app. And I don't know why I hit it so much, because it's always wrong. But I wish there was like a spiritual weather app that would tell me, hey, Greg, on Tuesday, you're going to have this spiritual challenge. So prepare. I wish like when the big storm came in two or three weeks ago and my phone was going beep, beep, you know, go, go get in your storm shelter. There's, a, there's a, a tornado in the area. I wish there was some spiritual alarm system that would tell me to, to wake up and recognize that many of, many of the fiery trials of my life, many of the storms of my life, they just came out of nowhere. There was no warning. And I either suffered gain or loss by what I had done in the season previous to this unexpected storm. We have to ask ourselves what, we're praying the prayers, God, build my life. But the question becomes this, what am I building my life with? What am I building my life for? Am I using fireproof materials that can last? Am I building my life upon the things that God says will last? Or, or am I building them upon cultural opinion? Am I building them upon what is socially acceptable? Or am I building them upon, upon the Word of God? You know, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God will last forever, which means heaven and earth may pass away, but when I build my life on the Word of God, the what God builds in me, well, it cannot be lost. It cannot be stolen. It cannot be shaken. It's secure in the heavens today. Some of us in this room, this isn't in my notes, but I'm going to say it anyway. Some of us in this room, the last two or three months has been some really hard because we've lost people we loved. And I can't speak for other families, but I'll speak to my family. When my dad made his exit on March the 9th, 
He didn't lose a thing. And neither did I. Pastor, how can you say that? Didn't he have a great relationship with you? Yeah, I had a great relationship with my dad. But there's nothing about my dad that was lost. Only relocated. Amen? Storms for the believer do not cost us a thing. They just reveal what we have in him. We have to build our lives with things that will stand the test of storms. We have to build our lives on things that will last. See, there's two types of fire that's going to come. There's two types of storms that are going to come to each of our lives. The first type of storms that come to all of us, it's just the storms of life. You know, the Bible says it rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. In other words, it is impossible for you to storm-proof your life in the sense that you can live a storm-free life. Megan and I, we have a, a, a home that has a storm shelter built into it. Our master closet is a storm shelter that's built to withstand, I think, an F4 tornado. And so when the storms come, we can run in there and we can have a certain level of security. But a storm shelter doesn't keep the tornado away. It just means I can survive the storm. So, some, some of us, were looking for some pill we can take, some choice we can make that will always keep the storms going over on someone, someone else's life, someone else's house, instead of our life and our house. And friends, can I tell you, that thing does not exist. I wish it did. I know there's preachers that will sell you that it does because... It sells really good. But can I tell you, storms are going to come. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when and in what form. And in that moment, friend, the question is not can I outrun them. The question is what will I have left when I come through them? Because what you've built on the Lord, it can stand and it can survive. The storms of life come to all of us. And according to Scripture, the fire either costs us or it refines us. And I'm deciding, Lord, no matter the storm, I want it to refine me, not cost me. So if it refines me, that means what I have is more valuable on the other side of the storm than it is on this side of the storm. So I've stopped trying to live a life without fires. I'm just trying to live my life with things that are fireproof that cannot be lost. And the second type of fire that will always touch our life is not just the fires and the trials of this life, but it's the fire of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says these words that could be scary. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. In one moment, one split second, in the presence of the Lord, the fire of His presence will reveal instantly what was built on the things of God and what was built on the things of man. And everything that was built on the, on the things of man, one moment in the presence of God will immediately be lost. So I'm praying, God, build my life. So when I stand before God, I only... I only receive gain and not suffer loss. And last but not least, Megan, if you want to come this morning.
when we pray, God, build my life, we have to understand that he's going to build our life with others. Look at verse number 16. It says, don't you know that you, you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Now, let me speak to all the English majors in the room. The word yourselves, singular or plural? Plural. You yourselves. So that means individually, you're the temple of God, but also corporately, you're the temple of God. I'm so thankful that when in life makes me distant from the body of Christ, whether it's through sickness or other obligations, when I'm having to face something by myself, I'm thankful that I can mention the name of Jesus, and as soon as I mention his name, his presence takes up the spot where I am. But can I tell you, there is an exponential power available to the believer when we're in, when we're in the midst of each other. The, the gathered body of Christ brings exponential power. And so God says, if anyone destroys that temple, that God will destroy that person. For God's temple, which is not a building only, it is any time the family of God is gathered together, that is God's, that's his temple. That's where he inhabits. And there's two ways the family of God is attacked or the temple of God is attacked. Number one is the outside. That's the evident, right? That's our, the obvious. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But then there's also inside attacks. And we've all been to, uh, we've all been to moments where we feel like the voices in our heart or the voices in our mind are contradicting what God is saying to us in our spirit. And I just want to close with this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says there's different ways of working. But the same God works all things in all people. So now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. In other words, all of our lives are given. The giftings of God are given. Not for our own purposes, but for the purposes of God. So with your head bowed this morning, I just want to close. I want to tie this all together with this thought. Maybe you're, I feel like there's two people I want to pray for, two groups of people. First group of people is maybe you're sitting in the room today, you're watching online today, and you feel like your life is scorched earth. You feel like you're having to start from ground zero. You feel like you're having to start with nothing. You, your life has been plagued by loss, and some of it is lost because of mistakes you made. Others, it's, it's defined as lost just because of the fire that life has dealt you, the storm that life has dealt you. But either way, I would just challenge you this morning to pray this prayer with me. God, build my life. And God, build it with things that cannot be lost, shaken, or stolen. God, build it with things that not only build my life, but my family can build their lives upon it. God, build my life in ways that, that recognizes that my life is, is, is building a testimony 
that speaks of someone greater than I am, speaks of Jesus. And today, if you're in that place, say, Pastor, I need God. I feel like I'm in a rebuilding season. I feel like I've just been suffering a lot of loss. No matter how you got there, it's just where you are. But you're praying, God, build my life today. And you're deciding, I'm going to let God build it how he wants to build it. I'm going to use the materials that he says to build it with. So the end result is what he desires and what he sustains, not what I desire and what I can sustain. And today, if, you, if you're saying that prayer, you say, Pastor, I'm kind of in a scorched earth season, but I'm just going to ask God to build my life. Would you just lift a hand real quick? That's me, Pastor. Pray for me because I'm, amen, 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 amen. Oh, I'm so thankful that when life leaves us empty, when life leaves us with loss, that God can not just rebuild. Friends, there's, there's accounts in the Word of God where God rebuilt and God restored in moments when what humanly speaking would have taken decades to acquire. So I just, I just feel like I need to build someone's faith this morning before I pray to understand that Maybe what you lost, you felt like, man, it, take, it took me years and years to get where I was, and now I'm starting over, whether it's relationally or financially or whatever it is. Can I just tell you, when you let God build things His ways, He can, he can do things so much faster than we can. His resources are not like our resources. His efforts are not limited by our limitations. So today, I just feel like before I pray, I just need to speak that in someone's life today, that, that time... Time is not a limitation upon those who are walking in accordance to God's Word. So, Father, I pray for every person who just lifted their hand. They said, I'm in a scorched earth season. I feel like everywhere I look, it's been lost. It's been, it's just starting over. God, I pray that today they're going to start over building on things that are of you building with things that are of you. Building with things that are providing a foundation, not just for our generation, but for generations to come. Building in a way that will cause the onlookers to our life that may remain anonymous to us our whole life will see a life that exemplifies Jesus. So I just pray as people are making that decision today, you will lead them, that they will build their life on the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you to look at me real quick. All of us in this room, we're a work in progress. We're letting God build our life. Or we're like that dead tree working. God doesn't decide that for you. You decide with the prayers you're praying how you keep your relationship with God. So I challenge you today, if you've been, say, Pastor, well, I'm just kind of treading water. No such thing. No such thing. You're either growing spiritually or you're dying spiritually. And I would challenge you this morning before you leave, make up your mind that I'm praying, God, build my life. So Father, I pray over every person in the room today. God, I pray you'll bless them 
I pray you'll keep them. I pray your face will shine upon them. And I pray they would leave, that we would leave. I am leaving today with a resolve to pray every day. God, build my life in a way that pleases you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap for his word today? Hello, this is Greg Sanders, pastor of the Assembly here in Cabot. I want to say thanks for listening today. If you are ever in the Cabot area, we'd love to have you join us for a service. For service times, check out our webpage at theassemblycabot.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great day and God bless.